that are not allowing you to move forward, licorice. Look at the snow. Y'all from California, you ain't never seen snow? YouTube it. <laughs> White as snow. That's what my sacrifice has done for you. So you need to let that go. You need to get rid of that. Because the only thing keeping you from moving forward is you. Lord, we thank you for washing us white as snow. We thank you, Lord, for rectifying things. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for saving us, for healing us, Lord, for leading us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for extending your hand even before we knew we needed it. Thank you for doing it for me, Lord, doing it for me. So, Lord, as we go forth, allow the word that you've given your servant to touch the hearts and the minds of everyone here, Lord. And help us to understand not only that did you do it for us, Lord, but we walk in your power, Lord. The test that we've gone through has created a testimony in our lives for other people. The word says we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So as you're already here, Lord, allow us to understand what you've given your servant to say, Lord. Help it to pierce our hearts. Help it to break yokes. Help it to break chains. Help it to to assist in the healing, the healing that is going forth from this house, Lord. There's an expectation, Lord, that there will be healing in the people that we prayed for. Physical healing, mental healing, psychological, spiritual healing, Lord. Emotional healing, relational healing. And we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for doing it for us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Amen. Amen. Uh, which, uh, it doesn't matter? Okay, cool. So, we've been walking through the book of Acts. So, we started in Acts 2, and we're going to Acts 5. 42, and we've just been walking through how the, uh, this is the first church, the first century church, how these, these men turned um, the world on its ear by believing. Uh, we talked about following your godly GPS, talked about koinonia, special K fellowship, all working towards a common goal. They were all in one accord. We talked about work that power. <laughs> Last week, we got to work that power, the power of the Lord. And um, so I have a few questions for you. Um, hey, Steph. Um, and the question is, are you guilty of being a follower of Christ? Amen, I am. That's it. Are you guilty of being a follower of Christ? Um, I was trying to do this message. It seemed like everything was going. My computer is a Mac, and my Mac got a virus. What? Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't even, everybody's like astonished. I am too. And, uh, I, well, I'm not so much astonished because it's probably me. It's something I did. My, 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 they told me that when I'm around these things, they, they don't work well. And, I, and I, I don't take it personally, and I don't get upset, but my Mac has a virus, and my wife's like, what did you do? And I was like, I don't know what I did. But are you guilty of following Christ? So, we start in Acts 5.12. So Acts 5.12. I'm coming out of the King James Version, but Acts 5.12. Um, and it's, it's fairly long, so I'm going to just kind of give you a brief synopsis of it. New King James. That's what I said. Didn't I say New King James? Sorry. New King James Version. The New King James. Uh, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis 
So when I tell stories to Dot, she likes when I go. Right? She likes when I go, once upon a time. And whatever she's doing at five, if I say once upon a time, she stops. Because <laughs> she knows daddy's about to tell the story. <laughs> she can be jumping around, running around, playing with the dog. I'm like, once upon a time. <laughs> once upon a time. And then I let her create names for the characters. So once upon a time in the not so distant past. There were these dudes, these cats. We can call them the A-team. We can call them uh, Jay's men, like X-men, Jay's men. We call them Jay's men. Well, 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 we'll make names later for our stories later. For this story, we got to stay true to what the, but I appreciate that. Thank you so much. She was like, Wolfie. I, Wolfie. Call <laughs> we'll do that later tonight, all right? Right before bedtime. <laughs> Daddy will make up a story about Wolfie. But this, this story is true in the not-too-distant past. So it's about the disciples, right? So, so we talked about before when John and Peter were in the temple, and they healed a man on their way into prayer, and they got thrown in jail. So in this part, Acts 5, 12, you have Jay's men. You guys like A-team or Jay's men? Which one? How many people like A-team? Jay's men. How many people like Jay's men? Okay, me and you, I was with 18 too. But <laughs> All right, so we call them Jay's men. So the scripture starts as thus. And through the hands of the apostles, Jay's men. I, th I said, how many people? Who, how many people said 18? 18. How many people like 18? How many people like Jay's men? One, two, the kids. Okay. <laughs> Boo, no. Okay, so the A-team. I, I, I said the A-team, but then didn't we say that? Okay. So, yeah, changing in the middle of the story. Yeah, you know, it's so, I'm so glad that my daughter changes the names of the characters, too, because I can roll with that. So through the hands of the A-team, the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all in one accord in Solomon's porch. Now I'm just going to give you a brief uh, idea of what that's like. So the A-team rolls in, like they roll into the hotel, right? But they go to Solomon's porch. So the porch would be where she teaches the kids. So you have to go down here, you go to the back, you open that door, and you go out on the side. The porch is on the east side of the temple, so they're over there. So people are congregating over there. I'll tell you why I point that out later. All right, so you meet these guys, right? And um, they're over there, now everybody's coming because they're healing people. Peter's shadow is healing people. They're bringing people, laying people out. Can you imagine? We're coming in. We're coming in the building. There are beds. There are chairs. There are people laid out as we're walking in the building just so Peter's shadow can go across them. That's how much power they yield so they can be healed, right? And then they have the haters. You know, haters going to hate. And the haters are the people who don't want to fool with us because they're serious over there, right? Ananias and Sapphira, those people. Haters, right? Haters going to hate. So Peter's shadow is healing people. So this Holy, Go this Holy Ghost gang, mom told me that, this Holy Ghost gang, right? It's a Holy Ghost gang. They're rolling in. How many people know West Side Story? So this Holy Ghost gang is rolling through. They're rolling through. He's like, music. They're rolling through, right? And they're doing what God told them to do. But they come in the hotel and they go in the back on the side, right? And that's where the people are coming. The people are coming to be healed. The people are coming. People, people, they have the deacons. Remember the seven deacons? So you have the 12 plus the seven. And then all these other people are coming. And then the A-team meets a, another gang. We'll call them the? OK, we'll call them. We call <laughs> Mom's like, let's be true, the Sadducees. <laughs> they got big S's on their chest, right? <laughs> Sadducees, so they come in, so it's like West Side Story. So they're doing their thing, and it, you know, so it's a bop, bop, they're dancing, dance breaks, bop, 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 right? So, so the A-team meets the Sadducees. The Sadducees come in. They confront the Holy Ghost gang, right? They see that they're operating in a different kind of power because so, the Lord has blessed them. So, so they got Peter, Peter the Bold. And Peter... He's the one that takes the risks. He's the leader. He's the spokesperson. He's the one that denied Christ three times. We talk about our past. Yeah, yeah. And he got over it. Amen. 
he was like, God's called me to do something. I have to do that no matter what. I'm sure that there are people going, how are you going to try to heal me? And you denied Christ three times. And I was not, that wasn't even 60 days ago. <laughs> how are you going to try to heal me? Peter's like, it's already getting better. You heal the name of Jesus and keep on going, right? Right? Let go of the past, right? So you got Peter. Then you got James the Greater. They call him James the Greater because it's like Big James, Little James. They had another James. He was smaller. You know, Big James, Little James. I'm always, I've always been Little Daryl, which I'm cool with. You know, I'm 16 in my mind, but he was James the Greater, right? And they called him Camel Knees. They called him Camel Knees. You know why they called him Camel Knees? They said, <laughs> Dave's like, why would they call somebody Camel Knees? And how could they see his knees under the robe? That's what I was thinking. They called him Camel Knees because they said his knees were so hard because he prayed all the time. So he was a prayer warrior. So you have the leader, right? The bold. You have the prayer warrior. You have James' brother. who They called them the Sons of Thunder. They wanted to bring down fire upon this upon, upon um, it starts with an S, Samaria, right? Because they were mad at him. Like, Jesus, that's me. Jesus, can I bring down fire upon them to kill them because they've been so disrespectful to you? Jesus is like, dude, slow your roll. Sons of thunder, right? So you have Peter, you have James the Greater, you have John, who his brother, another son of thunder, he was the one that Jesus loved, right? So you got these guys. This is the Holy Ghost team. This is the Holy Ghost A team. And they're in there laying hands, talking to people, and they're preaching the gospel in the back on the side of the hotel. And the Sadducees, we're going to call them says, and the Sadducees come in. Dun, 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 dun. What y'all doing? Stop right now. Uh, right? And yet, how many people... <laughs> How many people saw bad? How many people saw you, how many people saw the bad video? You ain't bad, you ain't nothing. You ain't come on, y'all don't okay, all right. <laughs> y'all ain't with me. It's okay. It's okay. So and then you had Matthew. Tell me one thing you know about Matthew. He was a tax collector, which meant what? He was a cheat. He was a liar. But he wrote the gospel of Matthew. Let go of your past. Let go of your past lord i guess that's what all right so if one could what's the, what's the scripture say one could put a thousand to flight but two can put ten thousand to flight there were 12 of them they were operating in the power of the lord they were healing people so the sadducees come the sadducees say dun, 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 dun. we're gonna put you in jail and if i'm peter i'm thinking i can't go to jail again bro uh i was just in jail a few days ago i can't i can't do that i can't do that Right? I can't, right? I can't go back to jail. I can't go back to jail. That's what, that's, if I was Peter, that's what I, that's, what I, that's what I would be thinking. But Peter, he goes quietly. And what they do, if you read, if you read it says they put them in public jail. King James, uh, New King James says common prison. They put them in, that's like white collar and gin pop. Y'all saw Oz? It's like that. They put them in there because for two things. One, because it's more severe treatment. And it's a bigger disgrace, yeah. right? Used to be, used to be, you went to jail. You say, "Oh, where's John? Oh, he down south." <laughs> y'all don't remember that? Okay, y'all too young for that. Yeah, and, you know, we, and I lived in the south. I'm like, we live in the south. What you talking about? <laughs> right now, it's just like, yeah, right. If you got pregnant, you went down south. Whatever it is, right? So, but now it's a badge of honor. So they threw him in this public jail, this public prison, and. Um, what happens? An angel comes in the middle of the night of 12 of them and sets them free. Now, this, this part doesn't have to do with, um, doesn't have to do with um, the message. I'll just throw this in for free. But the angel comes when they are in jail and sets them free. The scripture says, wherever I go, you are there. If I come up to the heavens, you are there. If I go to the grave, you are there. Your spirit is there. This one is for free. Whatever prison you are in, whatever addiction you have, whatever situation you are facing, whatever circumstance, whatever behavior you have, the Lord can visit his children anywhere and free you from it if you want to go. Yeah. That was for free. All right? So he freed him. Yeah, boom. So so he freed him, freed him from jail. Freed him from jail. And when the angel came and freed them, the angel says, go 
into the temple courts and preach the word of life. Don't go in the back where you were. Go stand out in the middle and preach. Y'all not with me? Okay. (laughs) Go stand out in front. They weren't freed because God loved them so much. They were freed because God had a mission for them. God had something for them to do. There were people, people's lives hanging in the balance. There were people waiting to be saved. There were people that needed a change in their life. They were freed because there was an action, Marshmallow, that needed to be taken. The Lord didn't anoint us to stand on the sidelines. Somebody, I heard somebody say, is there such a thing as too much anointing? And I laughed at her and said, no. She's like, because people just come to me. Uh-uh, uh-uh. The Lord anointed you for a reason. You need to be about that, mm-hmm. not about him and him and him <laughs> and him and him. You need to be about that. So they were freed, right? Yeah. When they were freed, the Sadducees with the big S's, dun, 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 right? They, you know, like that. <laughs> they went to look for them, to get them, to bring them back, to be judged. Right. And they was like, oh, uh, they're gone. They're in the courts. Not in the back preaching. They're out in front. They're out in front. So they brought him in. They wanted to kill him. They decided not to. The voice of reason, there was a a man named Gamaliel. He said, don't kill him because if this is of God, you'll be on the wrong side. You'll be be fighting God. But if it's not of God, it's going to die out. So you have to ask yourself, when you hear from the Lord, is this of God? Is this a God idea or a good idea? Did the Lord tell me to do this? Is this a, (laughs) when when Dot was little, 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 littler, littler, she wanted a dog. So I picked up a dog at the store. I went to, uh, yeah, I went to Fufales to get peanut butter. I came back with this dog. (laughs) They told me it was a a Shih Tzu, but it was a Chihuahua. We don't like little dogs. They had no curl, not a curl on his body. I brought him back, and I was like, babe, we got this dog. That dog wreaked havoc on our house. I, didn't, I, I usually ask God about the smallest day, the smallest things. I say, Lord, tell me what to do. Tell me, Lord, show me what to do. Some of you even see me before I even say anything to you. Lord, make sure that I'm saying what you want. I didn't do that. I was like, peanut butter, a dog. My daughter wants a dog. My daughter, Dave, my daughter wants a dog. I'm bringing this dog back. It's going to curl up. That dog ate our cable cord. That dog ripped our carpet. That dog was, that dog was this big. <laughs> Pastor Teresa would go, go in, and the dog would be like, arr, arr. The dog didn't listen to anybody but me, and I didn't realize why, because Dot, she, she, didn't, she didn't know how to play with live things. She would go in there and pick the dog up and grab the dog by the, by the, by the paw and be dragging the dog around, the dog screaming. Yeah. <laughs> So by the time you go near the dog, the dog's like, no, no. <laughs> right? That dog, that dog, it was horrible. It was horrible. We had to get rid of the dog. <laughs> Pastor Teresa went away to preach. She was like, when I come back, I want that dog gone. <laughs> but she got another one, Jake. And we, everybody loves Jake. Moving on. So, is it, is it of God or is it of man? You have to ask yourself. These ideas that you have, is it of God, is it of man? How do you know, Pastor? How do you know? You know when God speaks to you. When God's talking to you. Yeah, but, I, but we have a way of rationalizing, and I'll get to that. We, we, yeah, but this thing and that thing, and, and they said it's impossible, and it's never been done before. Nobody's ever come back from a 3-1 deficit in the finals before either. <laughs> all right, Byron. All right, Lance. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Nobody's ever done it, but they did it. But they did it. So they flogged them. <laughs> so they flogged them. And, and, and what flogging is, is they, uh, I have a picture. Uh, is my picture in there? Is it not in, it's not in the PowerPoint? So this is what, this is, this is sort of what they hit you with. Sometimes it has metal on the end. Sometimes pieces of glass is what they flog Jesus with. You get 30 up to 39. They say up to 39 because they felt like 40 would be inhumane. 
I'm, I'm just telling you what the research says. They felt like 40 would be inhumane, so they beat you 39 times because, you know, that last stroke, that, that might kill you, but uh, uh, the 39. So this is it. This is, you get 13 across your chest, Dave. They turn you forward, tie you up, 13 across your chest, boom, with these knots on the end or metal or whatever, across your chest. Yeah, that's right, licorice. Then they turn you around, you get 13 on the right side of your back. This, yeah, right side of your back. Then you get 13 on the left side of your back. And then they let you go. The next slide, please. And so this is the thing that got me. And this is the, uh, uh, no, no, go down, go up, sorry, yeah. And this is the thing that got me. After this, they were released, and the scripture says, and they agree, uh, and they agreed with him, and they and they beat them, and then they command uh, they commanded them not to speak the name of Jesus and let them go. So they, the eighteen, departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame, being thrown in general population, and be beaten in the name of Jesus. Y'all not hearing me. They counted it worthy. I would have been pissed. I would have been like, they going to do that to me? I'm coming back here, and we gonna, I, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to do something, right? They counted it worthy, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer the shame. And daily, in the temple, outside, in the front, not in the back, on the side, in the front, and in every house. They did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. So they beat him 39 times, and they're leaving. Woohoo! Yeah! Oh, that was awesome! Woo! They get pumped. They go out, they pray, and they continue to do what they got beaten for. Peter and John got thrown in jail twice. I can't go back to prison, right? got thrown in jail twice, and they keep doing it. They keep doing it. Are you guilty of being a follower of Jesus Christ? Are you guilty? And this is how you'll know you're guilty, number one. You'll know you're guilty if are you publicly sharing the gospel? Are you publicly sharing the gospel? Somebody said publicly, mm, privately. Well, you know what? You know what? How about this? Are you privately sharing the gospel? Are you sharing the gospel at all? You know, are you sharing the gospel? We have a friend. We have a friend. She's a she's 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 a devout Christian. A new guy comes into her, and some of you may have heard this. A new guy come uh, fuzzy. Um, a new guy comes in, and um, to her business, he's in his office, and she walks from her office to his office, and she goes. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior? And then she's like, I don't know why he doesn't want to be friends with me. And I was like, because he thinks you're crazy. She was like, well, isn't that what we're supposed to do? And I'm like, well, yeah, you got to establish a relationship with him first. Did you ask him his name? Did you say, hi, how you doing? These are the people you're supposed to stay away from. <laughs> you don't like her. She's not, she's good. I know she's, but you didn't do any of that. You came in and said, are you, do you that's, that's off-putting. That's off-putting. Are you publicly sharing the gospel? How do you do that? How do you do? There are many ways to do that. You can um, buy somebody a book. Pastor Teresa wrote a book. Mom's written a book. No, the book's in the back. You can buy somebody a Bible. Give it to them on their birthday. You can send somebody a scriptural text. I was thinking about you, and this is what the Lord told me to send you. You can send, give somebody. How many of you remember these? Remember tracks? I got y'all some tracks. I'm going to pass these out for y'all. Here's my lovely assistant. <laughs> there you go. That's my lovely, my lovely assistant. Remember tracks? Now, when I was looking at the tracks, this used to get me. This used to get me. When I was looking at the tracks, they had these $50 bills. You guys remember the $50 bills? And then they give them to you, and then you think it's a 50, and it says on the back, disappointed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm mad, man, because... Uh, <laughs> I ain't disappointed. I'm mad. So I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything you got to say. But you remember tracks? You can give somebody a track. But the biggest way that you can share the gospel publicly 
is to be the gospel, is to live the gospel. Is your life reflective of the gospel? Is there fruit? Is there love? Is there joy? Is there peace? Is there patience? Is there kindness? Is there goodness? Is there self-control? Everybody talking about stuff through his mouthpiece. That's one time out of how many games? That's one time out of how many games? Is there self-control? And right after he threw his mouth, we talked about it, and right after he threw his mouthpiece, he did what I've never seen another player do. He went over and apologized to the man, and he started smiling. Yes, he, he was like, yes, he did. other guys take their shirts off, they're throwing stuff, going in. The, who, who's the dude, the crazy dude, changed his name? He used to go into the, go into the um, he used to play for the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> Artest, what's his name? His name, Meta World Peace. <laughs> Meta World be like, what? He go into the. Is there fruit? Is there evidence? Are you sharing the gospel publicly? Yeah. We got to be the gospel. Yeah. When people see us, they got to see something different. What's different about you? Yeah. People have been asking me lately, uh, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, what is it that I'm in? The Holy Spirit said, you've been praying. You've been spending time with me. You can see it. I went to martial arts class. There's this girl, this new girl in my martial arts class. She's a new woman. She's, I'm sorry. She's a woman. She's, her, sh- her shoulders are like here. And I had to work out with her. But I like working out with people bigger than me because in my mind I think I'm 6'10". So I'm like, <laughs> and so she's, she's fuerte, she's, she's big. And so she was like, as soon as I said, Rod, <laughs> we got to class, Rod said, I ain't working with him. He's going to work with somebody else. So he left me hanging, right? So I was like, so I guess it's me and you. And she was like, okay, right? And the first thing she said was, I got in my stance and she says, what do you do? I said, um, I'm, I'm a pastor. And she was, so we got to talk about she's a believer too. And she was just so elated that I was there. She didn't hurt me. No, but I heard, no. She didn't hurt me, but I heard her. I mean, you in class. That's what it's all about. That's a, that's a whole other talk show. All right. So are you publicly sharing the gospel? What evidence is there to convict you of being a follower of Christ? Number two, have you experienced a demonstration of miracles, signs, and wonders? If not, why not? This is what sign is. Sign in Greek is samion, which is an indication given especially to confirm, authenticate, or corroborate something. In Greek, wonder is teras. It's a marvel, an astonishment, amazement, a phenomenon done to elicit a reaction from onlookers. Jesus said, I will leave you with the comforter. And this is how you know. There will be miracles, signs, and wonders. In chapter two, it says, after John and Peter came from being in jail, they prayed with the disciples, with the apostles. They prayed with their deacons and all the people around, and the whole place shook. And healing, miraculous signs and wonders followed. Yeah. There was an expectation that this was going to happen. We don't, we're not expecting anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, Lord, we, I, don't, I don't know if you're big enough to do. And that's what God says. Oh, really? Okay. That's, that's how you feel. That's how you feel? I told you last week that Dot, I called Dot up. Dot's a a miracle. They told Teresa, you know, she's a miracle. Now, when she was born, this lady at this church we were going to, she was like, all babies are miracles. She ain't no miracle. And I was like, oh, did your OBGYN tell you that you would never have children, that you should have a hysterectomy, and that the possibility of having children would never happen for you? Then shut up. When, they, when the doctors tell you, the doctors tell you, you can't have kids, you just need to get the plumbing taken out. But you hold on to faith. You hold on to God's promise. You stand on it. You naturally operate in the supernatural. She is a miracle. She is a miracle. Pop was healed in this very room, miraculous, after they told him he was going to be bedridden after surgery. Miracle. Miracle, but we rationalize it away. We're like, well, you know, you know what a miracle is? This is how you know what a miracle is. A miracle is, is your marriage working when every marriage in your entire family has not? My nieces and my, my, nieces and my nephew look at us 
and I didn't understand the first year, but everybody in my family has been divorced and remarried. Well, everybody in my family has been divorced. Some people have been remarried. My parents have been remarried several times. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other talk show too. That's two, two talk shows, all right? That's what a miracle is. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. This is, this is how it works. This is how it works. The Lord says, come here. Come here, come here. Yes. The Lord said, no, leave, leave. I like that. Leave that. <laughs> that's, that's, for the, that's for the whole the look. That's for the whole effect. So the Lord says, Moses, Moses. So the Lord says, Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh and I want you to tell him to let my people go. And Moses says, Moses says, oh, well, Lord, I'm not sure if I could do it. I need some help. Wah, wah, wah. So, so, so the Lord says, come here. <laughs> so the Lord says, take your brother Aaron with you and you go to Pharaoh and you tell him to let my people go. So they say, okay. So on their way, the Lord hardens Pharaoh's heart. So when they get there, Pharaoh says no. Say no. <laughs> so they come back, and they're like, Lord, <laughs> what's going on? So this is what the Lord does. He tells them to go, but then he hardens Pharaoh's heart. Are you hearing me? He tells them to go, but he hardens Pharaoh's heart. He says, go do this thing. And when the Lord tells you to go, you can, guys can sit down. Give him a round of applause. When the Lord tells you to go do something, it's a promise. He's telling you to do it because he's going to work it out for you. Why was there resistance? There was resistance because resistance strengthens our resolve. As our resolve is strengthened, our faith is strengthened. So he says, throw your cane down and eat all those snakes. They're snakes. Bring some locusts. Bring some grasshoppers. Bring some frogs. The young of them will die. That was strengthening Moses' resolve. So when this whole row, get up, stand behind me. Come on, come on. <laughs> we in a theatrical mode today. Y'all should have never let me start singing and dancing. So when they're chasing us, when all of these guys are chasing us to hurt us. Yeah, I should move that, shouldn't I? Oh, yeah. Take the plug out. So when they're chasing us, just pull it out. So Moses' resolve has been strengthened, right? So when they are chasing us and we come to the Red Sea and they are saying, they're going to kill us. Oh, we never should have left. What's going to happen? He says, Lord, you brought me this far. Do something about this situation. Yeah. And the Lord parts the Red Sea. And he was like, come on, y'all. Let's walk across. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right? He's strengthening your resolve. Now, the problem is when, when God tells us something, we're like, oh, well, Lord, she doesn't like me. I don't want to go to her and talk to her and this thing and that thing. and da -da -da -da. Where's your faith? Where is your faith? You have no room to receive what the Lord has for you because there is no faith. And our demands are small. The Lord said, what do you want? Well, I ain't going to ask you for this big thing because I don't believe that you can do it. I'll ask you for this little thing. I ain't going to ask you for, uh, 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 to start my own record label. I'll just ask you to work for these people. Aren't you tired of working for people? I'm tired of working for people. I'm tired of working for other people. It's time for me to start doing my own thing. It's time for people to start working for me. Why can't they work for me? They can work for me. I'm just as knowledgeable as this cat. The dude who started Virgin Airlines, Virgin Records, that dude dropped out of high school. Yeah. The Australian dude, yes, he dropped out of high school. He got an airline, and it's a nice airline too. <laughs> he had Virgin Records, he's got all kinds of stuff. Cell phone company, oh, that's him too? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. I am in no way telling you Christian to drop out of high school. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> miracles signs and wonders we rationalize them away the difficulty that you're facing the difficulty that you're facing is so that your resolve can be strengthened 
How remember how many people remember Ar- when Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing movies? Remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing movies? Remember <laughs> back in the eighties? Remember there was a movie where he played uh I don't know if it was Conan the Barbarian. I used to love that movie. I watched it over and over again. Remember, he was stolen from his family and he was made a slave. And they put him on this grist mill. A grist mill is a wheel that goes around like this and it grinds the grain into powder. So all of these kids were on this grist mill. So there were like 30 or 40 spokes, maybe maybe 10, 10 spokes, and they would push it around like this because yeah. Th- they were slaves. That's what the kids did. Yeah. And one by one, the kids would die off. But he lived. So by the time he got in his 20s, he was on a Schwarzenegger pushing that grist mill. Yeah. And then you saw a picture of him by himself struggling with it. And then you saw, uh, I'll be back pushing yeah. it, uh, right? Your resistance, the resistance that you're facing, everything that you're facing is to strengthen your resolve. If God told you to do it, there's a reason. If God, see, this, but this is what we do. God says, go here. Well, they don't like me. I ain't asked you all that. Go here. Oh, well, I, I don't know how to get there. I ain't got a car. I didn't ask you all of that. Go here. Oh, well, it's this thing. It's that thing. And, da, da, and you don't go. And you miss the blessing that the Lord has for you. Because on the other side, of that struggle on the other side of that resistance on the other side of whatever it is you're facing there is a blessing ephesians 3 20 says he is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask or even imagine and if you have a vivid imagination like i do i i'm like lord hit me hit me hit me lord hit me hit me hit me the big boxes the big boxes but we gotta spend time with him hear what he's saying licorice we got to spend time and hear what he's saying. He's saying, test me. Pastor Teresa preached a couple of weeks ago about Malachi 3.10. It's just, just not talking about, hmm, there's water, just not talking about tithes and offerings. No way. He's talking about test me in life. Test me, the promise that I gave you. If I told you you're going to be married, you're going to be married. If I told you you're going to have kids, you're going to have kids. If I told you this is your job, you're going to have this job. I believe God's promises God's answers to our prayers are either yes, not yet, or I have something better. That's yes and amen. I have something better is wait. I have something better is just just wait. It's already getting better. He's already working it out. But we give up so quickly because we have so little faith. We have so little faith faith we got to learn how to pray we got to learn how god has blessings i wrote this god has blessings ready for us but because of our weakness of faith and our narrowness of our desires we don't have room to receive them wow what evidence is there to convict you of being a follower of christ are you ignoring the world and doing what the Lord says do. I guess not, huh? Are you ignoring the world and doing what the Lord says do? Because the world will tell you something different. Don't do that, do this. He ain't say that, do this. We got ready to move. I went to the group. I started this men's worship team. And we rehearsed. We sang in church. And, and so I went and I said, the Lord's, uh, the Lord's getting ready to do something. I don't know what we're getting ready to do. But I'm turning over leadership of this group to this person that I had been sort of training. He, and... Some of the guys in the group said, that ain't what God said to you. God didn't tell you that. And I was like, okay. Because my thing is, I'm not going to argue with you about what God told me to do. And as a pastor, I cannot argue with you when you tell me God told you to do something. If you come to me and you say, God told me to take off my shoes and walk to Vegas, I would say, are you sure that God told you to do that? And if you say yes, then I'll pray for you, and you go on and walk to Vegas. But if that's a good idea and not a God idea, you're going to be in trouble. Right? So are you listening to the world? Are you listening to their laws? Are you listening to what they say? Better better yet, are you listening to your own fears or your own doubts? Because this is the thing. As believers, it's it's starting to get thick. It's starting to get thick. You know, it used to be you could be a believer and you could just blend in. God is like, Mm-mm, that's out. That's out. I want, I want the sheep and the goats. Are you a sheep or are you a goat? Are you a wheat or are you a tear? 
And you got to make a choice. It can't be both. You can't be blending in. You can't walk. What, what does it say on Karate Kid? Walk in the middle of the street, get crushed like grape. Um, I'm the only one who watched Karate Kid? Okay, that's fine. Or maybe that was, uh, <laughs> maybe that was Last Dragon. <laughs> that wasn't Last Dragon? I love Last Dragon. Right? right? You have to choose either side. This is the thing, because there are people waiting for you to do what God's called you to do so they can be saved. James the Greater, he was the first apostle to be martyred. He was killed by a sword. He was the first apostle to be martyred. And this is the thing. He was killed because he was the son of thunder. He, had a, he was mouthing off to Herod. Herod Agrippa the first. So he, so, thanks mom. So, he, so, so they killed him. But this is the thing. They falsely accused him of something and the accuser thought he was going to be afraid. Thought he was going to be like, I can't go back to jail. I can't. As he was going to his death, they said his visage, his face, he was, he was, com he was confident, calm, Comfortable. Because in his mind, I'm going to be with Jesus. Yeah. I'm done with this world. I'm going to be with Jesus. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So the dude who accused him, falsely accused him, saw this, repented, and became a Christian, and he died too. Wow. Right then and there. Wow. Now, the scripture says that the shepherd will leave the flock to go after one. James died so this man could be saved. Y'all hear me. One dude, James died so this man could be saved. There's a job for you to do. Are you listening to the world? Are you listening to your girlfriends? Are you listening to your boyfriends? Are you listening to your boys? You listening? Are, are you listening to God? Because if you are a follower of Christ, there is going to come a time when God tells you to do something and everybody in your sphere is going to say no. And it is to strengthen your resolve so that when you get to your Red Sea, you can just keep walking. You just got to keep walking. <laughs> Y'all with me? Y'all I heard somebody say, I heard somebody say, preach, Daryl Dale. I believe I will. Okay, how does this relate to us? How does this relate to us? And then I'm going to close. How does this relate to us? Pastor, how does this relate? Because we are powerless as a body in 2016. The church has no power. We have no power. We're so worried about them. Well, they said this about me, and they think that. So what? So what? I don't care. When I was in the show, this is the thing. When I was in the show, people would come see the show. We had, we had fan, like, like fans, like fanatics. They would come. They would sit on the front row. You, we, you would have to walk. We had most shows, you can exit out of one door and enter. You enter, and then you exit. Our show had the same entrance and exit. So you had to go past these people. When you went to work, you had to go past these people when you got, when you got off work. And they were lovers of the show. They studied the show. They sang. They knew all the songs. Can, can you know how it is? They, they knew. And so if you said one wrong thing, if you forgot your line, if, you wore, if your outfit wasn't right and they gave you something else, they would talk about you in your face or they would go online and start talking about you. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't think he did that good today and did it. My thing was this. If you could be doing my job, you would be up here. Yeah. So shut up. Yeah. Right? But we're, we, I had my roommate, he was so concerned about what they said, he would read that stuff all the time. They said this about me. And I'm like, dude, why do you care? Because, but, because I'm more worried about what you're saying than what God's doing in my life. God's taking you somewhere. God's taking you to your blessings through this resistance. But you guys, you gotta be resolute. You gotta keep moving. You gotta move through the pain. You gotta move through the fear. You gotta move through the doubt. The doctors are saying something different. We don't know what this is. We never seen nothing like this before. The last person we saw this in, that person died in two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I know a man. Yeah. I know. I, I tell this story all the time, and I tell this story because I was there when, 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 when Pastor Teresa was pregnant. Her OBGYN dropped this book on the table and said, "How did this happen?" I was standing behind her, and I was like, <laughs> 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 "Me? I did it." No. Yeah, it's all about that base. No. Uh, so, <laughs> and I was like, we know a man. You, you, I said, you, you are a physician, but we know the great healer. Yeah. 
We let them dictate what our beliefs are. The Lord is coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. Without a spot or a wrinkle. How are we going to be spotless if we don't have faith? How are we going to be wrinkleless if we're worried about what they think? How are we going to be ready when God comes back? Please hear me. It's about to be on and yeah, it's about to go down. <laughs> it's going down now. They're suing churches. Even if your bylaws say, you know, our bylaws say that we will only marry people that we counsel. Because when we marry you, if we haven't counseled you, we're signing off on that. I, I'm not scared of a lot of things, but I'm scared of God because I see what he can do. I've done some things in my life because I'm not scared of a lot of things. But I'm afraid of God, right? So when people say, well, you don't marry gay people, we don't marry anybody that we haven't counseled. Right? So, but people, they don't, if we haven't walked with you, if we, if we, if we, if we haven't, if you, if you, you guys understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You sign it off. You're a manager. People who manage people, you understand. Amen. We have to answer for everything that comes forth from this house. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. I ain't getting in trouble for y'all. <laughs> I ain't getting in trouble for y'all. I want to do what God says do. <laughs> I, I tell you a story about the guy, the guy, one time my mom, they robbed the store and I was with him. And um, yeah, yeah, no, you never heard. I robbed, they robbed the store, and I was with him, and I went home. The guy was a new guy. He had a gun, went in the store. We used to steal candy from the store. It was like, okay, pilfer, pilfer. Steal little candy from the store. But this dude's like, I'm going in there to get paid. I was like, I'm going home. And they started calling me names. You, be you, this. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. My mom would kill me. And one of the dudes was like, you scared of your mom? And I, said, I was like, hold up. You know my mom. <laughs> no, you, one of the guys was like, you know my mom. I am more afraid of my mom than any of y'all. There's nothing that you could do to me that could compare to what my mother's going to do to me if we get caught in this store. I was like, so bump that. I'm going home. They were cursing me. and I was like, I'm going home. I walked down the street, and they got caught. And my mom said my whole name. And I was like, I didn't. Daryl Ordell. And I was like, I don't know. I, I wasn't. I don't even. And so the police, the show, everything. And I was like, she was like, were you with them? And she, my mom's aggressive so she joked me up before I could and I was trying to explain but I couldn't really talk because her knuckles were under my throat and I was like I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. it's the same thing we are accountable for what goes forth from this house so if you are upset by some things that, that that we don't do or some things that we we don't say or we didn't sign off on this or on that we have to go before the Lord we can go below for the Lord together. We are responsible. God ain't going to say, well, uh, Nicole want to do this. Uh, uh, I'm holding Nicole accountable. It's like, no. Why'd you let Nicole do this when I told you no? I want her to like me. She's my friend. Really? All right. Well, you going to be, yeah, how's that working for you? So God is coming back for a church without a spot or wrinkle. What is evident in your life to make you guilty of following the Lord? We should have the power, the disciples had power, we should have power to affect our sphere of influence. Yes, yes, yes. And that's simple. It's our life. Yeah. Our life affects our sphere of influence. When I walk to martial arts class, the only, my instructor, because I've been praying with him, I've been walking with him, um, he'll say, he's a pastor. And all the people in class that beat me up and I beat up, they're like, what? But I don't, I don't ever, I'm not, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior? Do you? If you don't, then the, you don't. No, I don't do that. But what happens is my life is reflective. So they see me and they come to me. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? No judgment. Oh, well, this is what I believe. Well, I don't believe that. Okay, well, God bless you. Next week, well, what about this? What about that? My life is reflective of what I'm talking about, Amen. right? I could pass out tracts. I could tell them they're going to hell. I could do all that, but that would push them away. Yeah. What evidence in your life makes you guilty of following the Lord? We should believe. We should expect. We should look for and invite miracles in our life. But we don't because what if God doesn't do it? What if God doesn't do it? And I'll end on this note. When we lay hands on you, I'll, and I'll speak for myself, when I lay hands on you, the Lord, when we, when we, Nicole saw it. 
<laughs> I was playing. I stopped playing. I did like this. And Nicole was like, what's he doing? <laughs> and the Lord was saying, you need to stop and pray for people right now. So for some people, I pray for healing. For some people, I pray for yokes to be breaking, broken. For some people, I pray for uh, uh, fear to leave. Some people to walk boldly in what they're supposed to do. I did what I was supposed to do. I pray God does the rest. Yes. If I pray for healing for you and you're not healed, that's not my fault. If I pray for healing for you and you believe that God's going to heal you and you still are healed, that's not my fault. The Lord is doing something in your life. He's strengthening your resolve through this resistance. So if God's told you, I'm going to heal you, your healing is coming. You just have to keep walking it out. You have to keep believing. You have to walk on the water where the Lord leads you. It's coming. It's already getting better. You have to believe it. Look for it. Expect it and invite it into your life. This ain't no big thing. Amen. Lord, I want to see a miracle. Amen. You want to see a miracle? That, she's a miracle. <laughs> you want to see a miracle? My wife, she's a miracle. Amen. You want to see a miracle? I'm a miracle. It's a miracle that I'm not dead and I'm still living here. I, oh, come on, Byron. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, come on now. It, it's already She's a miracle. <laughs> she's a miracle. That's what I'm talking about, right? What evidence is there to convict you of being a follower of Christ? Lord, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. And we just say thank you for the word, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, for being the great physician, for being Jehovah Rapha, for being Jehovah Jireh, Lord our provider, Lord, that every need is met, Lord. When we really look at things, every need is met, Lord, according to your riches and glory, Lord. If we believe that you are who you say you are, Lord, if we believe in the word, Lord, allow these hearts to be cracked by this word and the seed to be planted, Lord, and trees, oak trees of faith to grow in their hearts, our hearts, Lord, believing that ground zero is healing in this house. Ground zero is miraculous signs and wonders, people being delivered, people being uh, 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 broken away from addiction, Lord. We just say thank you, thank you, thank you in the name of Jesus. We are thanking you in advance for what you're going to do. My prayer is that Halal becomes a hub of faith, that when you walk in the hotel, as long as we're here, you feel the faith. You feel the faith, Lord. All the way here, all the way upstairs, all the way in the back, in the swimming pool, everywhere, Lord. So we say thank you right now in the name of Jesus for your grace and your mercy, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.